Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Wow. Attitude. Yep. Yeah. If you guys could see me, I was pointing very vulgarly at my mother. Yes. Right at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. She needed to know I was serious. <laughs> Well, before we get started today, here is our fancy disclaimer. I am not your therapist, and this is not a therapy session. Thank God. Brooke. Sorry, I feel (laughs) passionately about that. I know, you do. And if anything that we talk about triggers or brings up any issues for you, we strongly recommend that you seek counseling, get help. There are many resources available. In fact, we will share one with you that's available to all people in all areas. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. That's betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right, so why are we here in this lovely new recording office? It's a recording studio. Is it though? Yeah, look at us. It is it a recording like studio? It really is. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we have moved to a new location. Yes. Yes, my mother has uh, decided she doesn't love me anymore and has moved far away from me to Idaho. To Idaho, far mm-hmm. away. Yep. Far away. Because yep. she decided she hated her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can go with that or That's actually. What I, that is what I'm choosing to believe. Okay. All right. Well, you can be a victim. I will be. Okay. I'm but, going to be a martyr and moving, a victim. Moving to Idaho was not to punish you. It was. No. no it was. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about how it made you feel right now. Oh, okay. We're talking about, about how you. it makes me feel. I see. And it makes me feel abandoned and neglected. Well, you're right here, though. You're I am, too... after I had to drive nine hours to oh, get nine here. nine hours. It's okay. now nine hours. Okay. The story's going to get longer it each is. time. Just, it, just getting longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon you'll have to take a plane. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a plane. I'm going to have to drive uphill both ways. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway. Well, what we're going to talk about today is um, psychosomatic. Oh. Yeah. Pretty big word, isn't it, Brooke? Yeah, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I made it clear. I wanted to talk about me today. <laughs> uh, so actually, we received an interesting email. 
and I'm just going to go ahead and read it so that our listeners have um, the same background information that we got. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is how it goes. It says, Dear Ladies, a couple of episodes back, you talked about what happens to our body when we store negative feelings or emotions. I wanted to share my story about my mom. We grew up in a small town. I am the youngest of three kids, one older brother, one older sister. My mom was always sick. She actually spent most of her life in bed. Her main excuse for this was a car accident she and my dad were in right after they got married. She received severe whiplash, but over the years, she had everything wrong with her. If she was up for a few days, she was in bed for a few days because it took too much out of her. She had trouble walking because of her back, hips, and knees. She was dizzy. She had stomach problems. The list could go on forever. She missed all of our childhoods. Mm-hmm. I know. My dad was great, and he was our primary parent. He took care of her to some degree, but didn't let her illness get in the way of us having fun and doing activities. Needless to say, she spent her life going to one doctor after another and, of course, taking medication or getting injections. One doctor said she had psychosomatic problems and wanted to put her in a mental hospital, and she blew a gasket. She has since passed, and we don't know a lot about her growing up as she never talked about her past. Her main topic of conversation was about her health. So my question is, were all of her medical problems real or made up? How do we know the difference? She never went to counseling, and there didn't seem to be any mental health issues. Can you shed any light on this? Signed, Karen. And then at the bottom she put, and by the way, my name really is Karen, but I won't hold it against you. <laughs> we knew we would come across to Karen. And we were waiting. Yeah. We, were, we were at the edge of our seats waiting for an actual right, Karen. An actual Karen. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. But so, what's not funny is her childhood with that mother. Isn't that sad? Yeah. So just constantly in bed. That's really sad. Yeah. Because can you imagine all the things that mom missed out on? Um, and your yeah. mom would never be there watching you do anything. No. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't like that. That's yeah, very sad. That is. You know, so it, it really does bring up an interesting question. You know, like, could she really have had so much stored emotion that her body just fell apart. Oh, you know, yeah. Or, or could it be psychosomatic? So, um, you know, we, we talked about what our bodies can do with stored emotion. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So like, what is psychosomatic? Any ideas? What, what would you say it would be just kind of just a, a psychological, I always think of it as like almost like a made up issue. Okay. That, you know, you psychologically projected onto your body having a problem. Yeah. Is kind of of close. Yeah. Yeah. That's my my dumbed down version. (laughs) You're on the right track with your version because there's a lot of different definitions for psychosomatic. 
but it's basically a condition involving the occurrence of physical symptoms, usually lacking medical explanations. Okay. Okay. So um, people with psychosomatic stuff, they just have excessive thoughts, feelings, concerns, worry, um, which affects their ability to function very well. Okay. Okay. And they're worrying over their medical or physical symptoms. Okay. Okay. So um, basically the word psychosomatic, you know, um, means psycho is the mind. Psyche Mm -hmm. is the mind, I guess. Not psycho, but psyche. And (laughs) um, soma is the body. So it's kind of like a, a, a mental and physical issue. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So basically, like to some degree, all illnesses have some psychosomatic part. I think if you had cancer, you'd worry about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the difference is when we obsess about it. Okay. And we have extreme worry. Okay. Okay. So interestingly, you remember our DSM-5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You've read it now, right? Oh, like five times. Well, right. I told you, I'm already trying to write the DSM-6. Yeah. And uh, and good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to add some stuff. (laughs) I think you guys will like it. It'll be jazzed up. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So basically they, they've kind of changed their, their definition or description of psychosomatic. And now it's called somatic symptom and related disorders. Okay. Okay. And under that is the somatic symptom disorder. Okay. Okay. And so basically the criteria for a somatic symptom disorder is one or more somatic symptoms that are distressing or result in significant disruption of daily life. Excessive thoughts, feelings, or behaviors related to the somatic symptom or associated health concerns as manifested by at least one of the following. Disproportionate and persistent thoughts about the seriousness of one's symptoms. Persistently high level of anxiety about health or symptoms. Excessive time and energy devoted to these symptoms or health concern. And although any one somatic symptom may not be continuously present, the state of being symptomatic is persistent, typically more than six months. Okay. Okay. So you know what any of that means? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So basically, what we've got with with a somatic thing is there's people that they really have symptoms. The symptoms are real. Okay. Okay. So they really are experiencing pain. Okay. Okay. But what the difference is, is the level of concern they have about it. Okay. Okay. Like they obsess about it and they dwell on it and they frequently go to the doctor and they, it's very exaggerated. Okay. Okay. It's like they just know something is wrong. They just, Uh yeah, their, their everyday stomach ache is just, there has to be something going on with it. Right. Okay. Right. So an interesting thing in the, the DSM five, um, under the description of somatic symptom and related disorder, and I'll just read it. It's just kind of says it all. The major diagnosis 
in this diagnostic class, Somatic Symptom Disorder, emphasizes diagnosis is made on the basis of positive symptoms and signs, distressing somatic symptoms plus abnormal thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in response to these symptoms, rather than the absence of a medical explanation for somatic symptoms. A distinctive characteristic of many individuals with somatic symptom disorder is not the somatic symptoms per se, but instead the way they present and interpret them, incorporating affective, cognitive, and behavioral components into the criteria for the somatic symptom disorder. Okay. Okay. So basically, we really have like real pain. There is a somatic something going on. Yeah. Okay. But oftentimes we cannot find um, related health issues with it, or it's not as severe as people think it is. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's exaggerated. Right. Yeah. And so this is really causes a lot of, you know, a lot of interesting mental health stuff. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Uh Because I'll have clients come in and have a lot of anxiety about constantly having um, like headaches. Okay. Okay. And it's like they have a headache every day and there's no reason that the doctors can find that they should have a headache. Okay. So they've had MRIs and brain scans and whatever testing Mm -hmm. has gone on. And somewhere I was reading when I was researching this topic about how many hundreds of thousands of dollars have spent every year on what is considered unnormal, I mean, unnecessary evaluations and testing. Due to Uh psychosomatic? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) To the somatic stuff. Wow. Yeah. So it goes back to this email, like, you know, some of the key things in this email is her saying that her mom constantly, I moved my papers, constantly talked about her health. Mm -hmm. It was her topic. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this too is at one point, a doctor had actually suggested that she might have psychosomatic problems. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. So she was like probably just going, you know, doctor shopping. Oh, yeah. Because she was sure there was something wrong. The doctors probably loved her. Yeah. Just like, "Mm, yeah, give me the money. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you have good insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Come back next week. Yeah. 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 And it didn't mention, but when, you know, she's constantly taking medication, you just wonder about her quality of life anyway. Oh yeah. It just makes me think that she probably had a whole table full of pills. Oh, for everything, a pill for everything. Yeah. And probably not one of them would even help because. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, I just wish you could ask more questions. Yeah. But you know, if you were in bed all day, your back would hurt. Right, and your hips would hurt, yeah, and your knees and your would knees, hurt because you're not walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the more you're in bed, the more your body is actually going to deteriorate, right? And you're going to end up with some problems, right? Yeah, well, it's like me. Like if I'm 
and I, you know, most adults I think can relate to this, but if you're, if you're sick and you're down for a few days and you're just being a couch potato mm-hmm. and stuff, I am sore for a few days after yeah, in parts aches. of my body I didn't realize I had because I've done nothing. Right. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. You know, when she says she spent her life in bed, you know, right. that is just like one of those vicious cycles. Right. You know? Yeah. That's just an um, interesting email because it, you know, like I said, what pops up for me is probably some somatic disorder stuff going on. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's obviously some real physical problems that mm-hmm. just got, you know, because she dwelled on it. All right. she talked about was her health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of interesting because I don't, I think this is fairly common. Well, I know it is because mm-hmm. I had a coworker whose wife was going through what I would deter- determine as this. Right. And anyone listening to their story every day would probably determine it also because it was just kind of crazy. Yeah. Is that can is that a story you can? Yeah. Share? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll share it because yeah. I don't I don't work with her anymore. So um, Karen, it was. Oh, yeah. Karen, Karen. and her wife, mm-hmm. Karen. Karen and Karen. The Karens. Cool. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the Ks. The Ks. But no. Um. So anyway, so she had totally normal marriage, totally normal life and with her with her wife. And they both were healthy and everything. And it was just like one day out of the blue, all of a sudden, um, her wife started getting all of these health problems and could never quite figure it out. And it was like, you know, and it started small, like, Oh my, my legs are a little numb. My legs are a little numb. And it was like, you know, she even had a doctor kind of like, well, maybe try losing some weight. And she wasn't extremely heavy, but heavy enough to put strain on her body. Okay. And, you know, and it just progressively got worse and it got to a point where she was like falling she could not get up and she could not stand on her really? own and she couldn't shower there were some days where she couldn't even get out of bed and finally the person are we talking like probably early 30s oh maybe okay. mid 20s okay when this happened i'm sure now they're because this was i worked with her like 10 years ago okay got you. um but at that time yeah yeah and they ended up going all across the country, spending money they didn't have, going to specialist after specialist. And the main diagnosis was like a like a fatigue, like a depression defeat, de- uh, <laughs> depression fatigue mix of a disorder. Like, okay, but not anything to do with her body. And she was convinced she had MS. And oh my word! Her she. Ended up not being able to ever drive. She couldn't go do anything. So finally, just out of like a desperation, yeah. they up and moved to Florida to try to get a different climate. Because another thing that she was convinced of was her symptoms were worse in the winter here in, you know. In Utah. In Utah. Right, yeah. Because it gets really cold and we don't have great air quality and 
Okay. She, it was, it was a mess. And this poor, my, my poor coworker that was the spouse. Right. To her, it was just like, it put her through the ringer and all she wanted to do was help her. And there was not anything to do. I mean, they had to revamp their car situation. They had to move to a different apartment with no stairs. Oh and my word. it was a few years of, and I haven't really talked once they moved. Right. But yeah. Last I kind of did a Facebook stock on them <laughs> and she's still confined to a wheelchair. And Oh, she's in a wheelchair now. Yeah, she was. She was in a, comp- she oh, was even my then. Word. She couldn't do anything. She had to be in a wheelchair. And absolutely no medical. No medical diagnosis. They can find. And one thing that was really interesting that came along with this too, and why we all kind of went out of. Went, went past the level of being concerned and more on the level of this is fishy. Okay. In our opinions. Yeah. Is because along with that, she couldn't work. Oh. She just couldn't have a job. She just couldn't go grocery shopping. She just couldn't do anything because she was just so broken. Oh, my word. Which is, and you know, I, I remember telling my coworker, talking to her about it, and it's like, well... You know, there's people who are paraplegics or even quadriplegics that are living very normal lives. In fact, we have one a few cubes down and he's, you know, paralyzed from the waist down and he works full time with us and he's a single dad. Right. Like, and he, he's very well, there's functional. there's so many work from home jobs. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. And anymore, there's so many handicap accessible everything. People, right. companies bend over backwards for that. And so it was a little interesting because after a long time of listening to this, because it was a few years of the development that right, we all yeah. would hear, yeah. she would come to work and, you know, her and wife Karen would just be having another bad of issues. And yeah, it got to a point where we're like, okay, how much longer are you going to be buying this too? Yeah. And also, is this a... Yeah. yeah, is she is she mm-hmm. making up? Is she aware she's making it up? Is yeah. yeah. So it was oh, really that's... that was one of my first times of being yep. around a psychosomatic. Yeah. Well, and that's I would a believe. great story. That's a good example. Yeah, because that's often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had one doctor. I think they went to California, from oh, Utah to California. They drove, and they went to one doctor, and he was really. I remember she was like in tears when they came back because he was kind of nasty about it and was basically like uh you need a mental hospital yeah and like wanted to get her admitted and yeah like in and they were like oh no that's not it or you know and it's like oh it very well might be it yeah so you know what i have found is like so many people are very resistant to the idea that it could be a psychosomatic or somatic um, disorder mm-hmm. because they feel the pain. So the pain's real and they just know there's a medical um, cause for it that's not being found. Okay. And okay. that's when they dwell on it and then they get more anxiety, which I, I believe makes their medical condition worse. Yeah. Okay. Because we can create um, all kinds of stuff in our head. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you can have a person that has like a rash that has psoriasis mm-hmm. and it doesn't bother them at all. It's just like, yeah, I've got this nasty psoriasis. I'm treating it. Okay. Yeah. The same rash on someone else can 
cause depression or they want to hide and not go out in public and it's the worst thing their body's ever had and you know Mm -hmm. and so there's that component too that we can make things worse okay that's really there but with our extreme psychosomatic people it's kind of like the one you just talked about where it gets to the point where it can be become a disability yeah Mm -hmm. oh and it was yeah apparently yeah oh my word yeah that's crazy so we have time for a story. Yeah, we'll throw, we'll yeah. throw a story in there. I already got I got my story out, so you can have a try. I can have a story. Mm-hmm. Oh, so actually, it's interesting because um, well, I'll just kind of share the story. But um, so I was working with uh, this is years ago when I did couple counseling. I was working with a really young couple. Okay, she was um, stay at home mom with twin boys. And I think at the time I started working with her, they were about two. Oh, so little terrorists. Little, little, uh-huh. yeah, little terrorists. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she was constantly having something wrong with her. Mm. Okay. And she would call her husband like often and he would have to leave work and come home to take care of her. Okay. All right. And luckily, he had a job that was very flexible. And this guy had the patience of someone I have never met before. <laughs> I mean, he was so patient with her. Okay. But she was constantly sick. And a lot of it was stomach problems, um, like endometriosis stuff as well. Just everything. Like, and then she also just would just get sick like flus and colds and but when she was sick she could not function so oh. he would have to take care of the kids and the house okay interesting and okay. she couldn't do apparently the house wasn't very clean because if it, it hurt her back to stand very long to do dishes okay mm-hmm. so she was just constantly broken Okay. okay. But the thing that went along with this is when she had something wrong with her, her anxiety got really high. Okay. Okay. So it kicked in this really severe anxiety. So in therapy, we we're trying to work on decreasing the anxiety, finding better coping skills, trying to deal with that level of anxiety. Plus, she was constantly going to the ER. And the only way it, her anxiety would get relieved about her physical symptom was to go to the ER. Oh, no. And have maybe an injection or have them. And she had migraine headaches, too. And she couldn't function. And, you know, she's got these two little kids that I'm sure are a handful. Oh, yeah. Okay. So finally, one of the doctors actually suggested that she might have some psychosomatic stuff going on. Okay. Okay. And I still remember the call I got on a weekend. (laughs) Okay. That they were headed to the hospital to a behavioral unit. They were checking her in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she was going to be treated for psychosomatic. And what I was saying earlier about why it was so interesting is she was receptive to it. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It was almost like a relief. Like, okay, finally somebody is uh-huh. going to help me. Like, with now this. I can get past this. Okay. So she actually stayed in the hospital for, I don't know, three, four days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And worked with the team up there. They really talked to her about and educated her on what the psychosomatic was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ways to handle it. Also, really intense work on the anxiety. Okay. Switched mm-hmm. the medication around. Okay. She was on medication, but they switched it around so she got more benefit. Okay. Okay. So that was actually a good med evaluation while she was up there. Okay. And then when she got back home, she still had these problems come up, but instead of dwelling on it, she would use her tools to get the anxiety like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And she was always careful to tell me if she ended up in the ER that the doctor found a significant reason for her to be there so it wasn't psychosomatic. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I know. So anyway, they ended up kind of treating it, but she's the one person that sort of embraced it Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, I don't want to do this. You know, I want to be a mom. I want to function. I don't want to do this. And she actually did real well after going to the hospital. Nice. I know. Nice. So it's not always, uh, you know, people blowing a gasket when they're, you know, told. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can get where you could get defensive where you have true pain. Right. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, stop telling me it's in my head. Yeah. But it. It, it is. The exaggeration and, of yeah. it is in your head. The obsession about it and, mm-hmm. you know, the pain is probably real. Yeah. You know, but it's not always caused by a major cancer or, right. you know, it's just this exaggeration, mm-hmm. you know. But we also have to be careful because not all illnesses that the doctors cannot find a cause for means is somatic. Okay. Okay. So people can have stuff going on. Doctors say, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. And that can happen. It's like, I don't know what's causing all of this, but we will treat it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, and the difference is, again, how obsessed the person is about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of our, our key thing with all of this is, you know, they just can't let it go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's also stands true with how all of our opinions at my old job about Karen's wife Uh was had she still been a trooper Mm -hmm. and still been doing and going and doing, we would have all had a different opinion opinion about it. And it would have been, oh my God, like this is horrible because Uh she's still trying to live versus she just stopped trying to live. Right. She was using it. She just wanted to be... Like sick and taken care yeah, of, yeah, sick and, and lazy and taken care of, and bedridden and house ridden, and that's wow. the way she wanted to live her life. Isn't that know? interesting that someone would would choose that? You oh, I just know. wonder what gain she got from that. Yeah, obviously a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. That's just it's an interesting story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's yeah. weird too. Yeah, because it's like. It also depends on the people's attitude, too, of right. what realm you think the illnesses are coming from, yeah. I think. So. so back to our original email with the real Karen. Yes, yeah. our real Karen. Yeah. 
So shedding some light on this, I would just, you know, I'm kind of going down the idea that it was more psychosomatic and in her head, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe something that Karen can kind of investigate because she's got more detail about what her mom really went through. But just the little bit she shared, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking we're on the psychosomatic stuff especially where like you were saying her back hurt her knees hurt and how you were saying well of course they hurt you're in bed all day right and i could see that being just normal aches and pains that we would logically get up and be like oh my god that's that's what i get for laying around all day right i gotta get moving yeah and Mm -hmm. instantly for karen's mom it was great i now have arthritis great i now have another trip to the doctor another trip to the doctor because i'm clearly something wrong with Uh my hip joints and it's like well, no, your yeah. your lazy ass was in bed all day. <laughs> you know, and again, not being able to touch her, I picture her mom getting up and walking with a cane. Yeah. I don't know, that just image pops in my mind about she probably is like hobbling around with a cane because she can't walk because she's dizzy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Wow, what a childhood. Yeah. Darn it. But, Very interesting. Yep. So, all right. Anything else? Um... Well, I do have one more thing. All so right. I wanted to mention to everybody, we have started our Patreon. Finally. Oh, yeah. We after, need to mention that. Yes. After yes. 36 episodes, there we, we go. finally have a Patreon. We're we're becoming real people. Look at us go. Real podcasters. <laughs> look at us. Look at us go. So for, okay. for right now, as we're starting up our Patreon, what we're going to offer for um, our Patreons is some bonus extended episodes for a few times a month. It won't be every episode we release is not going to have bonus content, but at least a few a month that we have a subject that we want to add on to, or we want to continue with. And that's going to be just for our Patreons to access. And um, if you want to visit our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash ultimate pocket therapist. I will put that link down in the show notes and um, so I guess if you're one of our Patreons, uh, stay tuned and we will continue this talk. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So along the lines of this psychosomatic illnesses or what we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. I think we should talk a little bit about some hypochondriac. Got it. All right. 